You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and I tripped across something, and, I've, and, and it made me curious in every respect, because we all know in Ireland it's the season of festivals from June, July, August, September, and um, I tripped across one, and as I say, it had it piqued my interest, because it's called the Festival of Curiosity. And I didn't even realize such a thing existed. And then I look and I saw that their mission statement is even more curious because it says, we believe in a world where every person has the confidence, the courage, and the opportunity to be curious. And then when I looked at the programming for this, it is geared from the earliest of ages in a, where there is an awareness to uh, up to everyone in the family. Uh, so it takes in children, and the great thing is we're going to have background effects and all this, but you'll let you know children are a part of life. And Vince McCarthy has come on to talk to me about this festival. Vince, first of all, thanks a million for coming along. And um, we're going talking about a virtual festival um, that can now go around the world, a virtual festival of curiosity. Tell me about it. It's great to be here. Really appreciate the chance to chat to you. Um, yeah, the Festival of Curiosity takes place usually in Dublin every year. We were set up in 2013 after Dublin was the European City of Science. So we're a legacy to Dublin being the European, European City of Science. We wanted to continue on the journey after that. And we came up with a kind of new idea. Um, if we hadn't seen it before around the world. Um, Festival of Curiosity, with the idea that it's Dublin's International Festival of Science, Arts, Design and Technology. So we've been in operation since 2013. It takes place in July, across four days. We get over 60,000 people usually into Dublin City Centre, all the different cultural spaces you have in the city centre and loads of different partners. Obviously, this year, um, we couldn't deliver it in the same way. Uh, everything's changed for everyone, unfortunately. And what we host across the four days is something called Playful Days for Families and Curious Nights, cultural events for older audiences. So, so when we saw... That, the, um, uh, that everything had changed more or less in the summer over here in, in Ireland and Dublin specifically. Uh, things were on lockdown and there was uncertainty around when things were reopening. We had originally committed to July 16th and 19th and we just said, look, um, I know everything's changing. There's a lot of instability and uncertainty, but the fast of curiosity, we're always preaching creativity and innovation. And like you said, with our vision and mission statement, we believe in a world where everyone's the confidence, courage, and opportunity to be curious. So for us, we had to walk the walk after saying that for so long. So we, we decided to shift everything into a digital format and work with all our artists and performers and partners um, to develop and, and push them as well in some ways and challenge them and ourselves to create new engagement ideas that are very experimental. So it's the first time for us. And we're jumping into a brave new world, for, which is really exciting as well with regards. We can reach out to people in Dublin, but around the world, and especially audiences in Canada. So, Vince, the whole aspect of any festival like this is it's interactive. And, of course, one of the challenges you get with the virtual is how do you successfully create something that is adequately interactive? Mm -hmm. it, and, look, that was, that was one of the biggest um, challenges we faced when we were considering what would we do in 2020. Um, we were thinking, we, we pride ourselves first off on creating immersive experiences for families older audiences it's all about the design of the spaces we we utilize a lot of really very beautiful cultural spaces in dublin if people are familiar with them get a chance in the future to visit smock alley theater city hall which you're familiar with and loads of different types of cultural spaces across the city so 
it was a huge challenge for us in Regency because we create spaces for this interactivity, there's events, there's experiences for people, hands-on experiences for families, which is super important. So when we shifted into this kind of digital format for this year, what we wanted to do first was understand that we can't recreate those experiences, unfortunately. We can't do that, but we can still connect people with the power of curiosity. So we took, we spoke to a lot of different partners. So, for example, Dublin Zoo, we chatted to them and thought up with the idea of, of short tours of different areas in Dublin Zoo that haven't been done before, secret tours for the Festival of Curiosity. And that can be showcased to anyone around the world. Other types of events could be live events where people are doing small workshops with small groups of people. They can be virtual, but people can use materials around the household, for example, or ideas that are drawing or illustration or some kind of simple arts and crafts projects, but still connect with the idea of invention and, and, and design and technology. And then finally, then we came up with some other ideas which would be relevant to people wherever they're at. So one in particular for Dublin was we usually do tours and urban explorer tours across the city centre. Um, this year, obviously, we can't do that. So with social distancing and restrictions. So we, we worked with Mairead Stack, who's a tour um, uh, biodiversity tour operator here in Dublin. And we created some virtual tours for spaces in Dublin city centres, some of the parks, canals, Bull Island, if you're familiar with it. So the idea being is that we can empower families to go explore the city centre and these beautiful public spaces on their own time. They can social distance, but she's going to show them where to explore and what to do and all the secrets behind these areas. And finally then, understanding that people all across the world are under different challenges at the moment. We created something called the Inventor Award. So that's tying in with a movie that's in pre-production at the moment on Leonardo da Vinci. It's been it's written and directed by the writer of Disney Pixar's Ratatouille. Um, uh, Jim Capobianco, and we, we wanted this, inspired by that film about Da Vinci and invention, we set up something that would inspire the young Leonardo Da Vinci's of today. So it's called the Inventor Award. The idea is to take materials that are being run the household, like cardboard boxes, which we all have at the moment, probably from Amazon or orders or things like that, and seeing what families and children can come up, what invention they can come up with out of cardboard. So we've created some video tutorials to help families design new ideas, and the award is going to be the opportunity to appear and their invention appear in Leonardo's workshop and the film that is produced in a few years' time. So we've tried a lot of different ways to reach out to people wherever they're at. When you mentioned Leonardo Vinci, one of the, the exhibits, exhibits here uh, relatively recently before things went into shutdown was uh, his inventions at our Science and Technology Museum, mm. which are very much a hands-on in mm. Ottawa for children and they're able to actually mm. go into various rooms and play and do stuff mm. like that. So there's a tremendous um, resource here in the normal world. Um, yeah. but, uh, one of the, the things that struck me in what you were saying there is that um, a lot of festivals that have gone virtual, and at the moment I'm actually attending the Galway Film Flat, um, yeah. you're, at, you're able to avail of the resource at a time other than when it was live. Will that be mm. the case in this? Because, again, taking into account time zones. Of course, of course. So one thing we did want to create was the, the, the opportunity for a shared experience for audiences. So we do have a broadcast schedule that you'll see on the website. So we, we wanted to set up the idea that certain events would appear on the website until certain times so that you can sign up to it, but the event will appear on the website on the broadcast channel um, at a time on Saturday or Sunday, with the idea that you feel that you're 
part of a shared experience at that time with other audience members and people could be on social media commenting about it. I think that was one decision we made at the start. But after that, they will be available online after that as well. So understanding that people are in different time zones and also sometimes, especially with family audiences, everyone sits down at, at one o'clock and then something happens and you're not able to sit through the entire event um, or experience you have the opportunity to view it again later. But I think the idea of a shared experience for us originally was to set up a specific time so people would have a schedule, which I think is something that we maybe missed a bit during the lockdown, like we, our schedules or structure might have gone away for some people. So we wanted to give people the opportunity that there was a schedule, there was a structure to it, and people could plan their day around dipping in and out of the Festival of Curiosity. Um, and I, I know one of the things they say in the movie business is you should never work for children or animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so are <laughs> any of these experiences uh, mm-hmm. going to be bi-directional in, insofar as like you and I now are working over Zoom? Um, is there any forum for a Q&A or anything like that? Of course, yes. Yeah. So, so we've done, we, we, we're delivering the events in different formats to give some flexibility for us doing it for the first time, obviously, from a production perspective, but also for the audiences so that some of the events are, are pre-recorded and they're broadcast like TV, short experiences you might see. Other ones are workshops like similar to the systems people would be familiar with at the moment, like Zoom, and that would be opportunities for, if, for interactive workshops for families to ask questions and get feedback. And our Curious Nights evening events as well um, have a nice mixture about them. So one of the events, again, mentioning Da Vinci, um, Da Vinci ultimately was inspired to create a new ideal city back in just after the 15th century, after seeing the horrors of the bubonic plague. And there's a lot of relevance for us in that today. And he wanted to create a new city that could ultimately separate out all the different traffic in the city, commercial from pedestrian traffic. So with the idea that people wouldn't intermingle and they could social distance, ultimately. He, p- he put together designs for that type of city. And what we are doing as an evening event is looking at the idea of what would Da Vinci look at nowadays to create a future city going to be inspired by that. So Jim Capobianco, who's creating The Inventor, is going to be speaking in that panel. We also have Michael John Gorman, who's director of Biotopia um, Museum in Germany, and Laurie Winkless, who's based in New Zealand, um, uh, who re- recently authored a book on science in the city. So you can see it is an opportunity to bring all those speakers together from around the world. We wouldn't normally have that opportunity. Ultimately, when you're watching an event like that, you can look at it. For other events, then there'll be an opportunity to do Q&A and write in your questions, and we'll have those questions appear, and, and they'll be asked to the panelists so people can get feedback. So we've tried to cater for all different types of people and different types of opportunities. And even there's downloadable content as well. So sometimes broadband might be amazing for people and where they're living. So even for the activities with the tours in Dublin, there's PDF activity packs. And there's another PDF download on architecture that you can explore your local area and um, take around uh, the PDF download on a sheet to, to look at architectural designs and inputs from your, from your community. So we try to cater for as many people as possible. But that interactivity is key for a lot of events. The other aspect of your program that I notice is that the broad spectrum of uh, curiosity mm. that you're co- you're covering, like drones, the future, and yeah. and tech, slow and uh, so and grow, um, then the virtual explore, uh, the virtual explore with open hive, the honeybee, and mm. pollination, galaxy, um, the uh, paper zoo, and um, create a puppet 
just a huge range of things. So, as you say, you, this has evolved over a number of years. The first year that it happened, back, mm. what you're saying, 2013? Yeah. Um, that, that must have been a fascinating experience in itself. It was indeed. And to be honest, it had never been done before where we tried to look at all the different arts and sciences and merge them together under the banner of curiosity, ultimately. And we tried to do that with all the different partners across Dublin City. Um, and in 2013, it was new for us. So we we had our experience doing working at the European City of Science. I was the curator for that in 2012. So I'd worked with a lot of people. I'd spoken to a lot of different stakeholders. I knew there was an appetite for it. But ultimately, we were unsure what the audience response would be to a new festival like this. So one of our future events for families was something called the Curiosity Carnival, and we called it It's a Playground of the Future, and, and there's all science, tech, and art interactions and workshops and, and exhibits that people can go through, and it's a temporary space that we set up in Smock Alley Theatre. And originally, when we had set up the festival, we were counting on maybe 15,000 people to attend across the four days, and we doubled that in the first year. So we were surprised that there was this huge appetite for cultural experiences and cultural events that merge science, tech, and arts. We knew it was there, but we weren't sure would people go on the journey with us, but we were amazed by it. And ultimately what it showed us was that our original approach to the Festival of Curiosity was it's an idea that people want to explore, and there's a natural curiosity in all of us. Like you said, we say the program is everything from 5 to 105, but the Festival of Curiosity, there's events for everyone. And we tried to approach that challenge with regards that people find it, in some sense, that there are barriers for people to find all these different types of experiences and activities under one banner. So we try to remove as many of those bar barriers as possible. So, for for example, it's in July. It's outside the academic calendar. We're, we're, we do all our events physically in cultural spaces so that people associate it with a cultural activity and event. It's not educational necessarily, even though people do learn at it. So they have a different association with it. Now, that creates a challenge for us because we're in competition with whatever's on at that weekend, football matches, the cinema, uh, whatever's happening in July here in Dublin. Or at the moment in this year, it's whatever's going to be on TV or outside or whatever people are doing. But that's a challenge for us then to match the expectations of our audience and to respect our audience as well and understand that they don't have a huge amount of time in their hands necessarily. They have loads of different options. So it's on us to create a high-quality experience for them. Um, I think ultimately we were surprised but gratified with the response. And since then, we've always been had a brilliant response here in Dublin City Centre. We're supported by Science Foundation Ireland, who believes that what we're doing creates a culture of curiosity, which is beneficial for everybody that attends, but also the city in general. And Dublin and Ireland are known as a place not just for literature and the arts, which is amazing, but also for science and creativity and invention. We okay. think that the festival gives that platform for all those areas. So Vince, did, did you notice or were your um, any way of tracking that you had people literally looked on this as <clears throat> a summer camp, effectively, that they brought their children for the full period of the festival? We did. We noticed that in the first year. It's funny because um, one of the things we designed the experience as far as it's not for kids to be dropped off at. So families and children attend together. And at the carnival, for example, we set up, we didn't put chairs around for people to sit down. They had to get into the activities with the idea that parents and kids would learn together. And we looked at the family as a unit and saw parents as a key part of the learning experience and building curiosity and the impact beyond the festival dates. 
So when we set up the festival, um, what we saw was people coming into the city centre in Dublin in the, during the physical events, and they'd just have their list of events, and they just would just wander around for the day visiting all of them and head back home. And we get people visiting in Ireland, if people are familiar with it, from Kerry all the way up to Dublin just for the day or two, and they'd see it as an adventure for the weekend to visit Dublin, but also go on a journey of curiosity. And the powerful thing for us out of it is not alone that people would come for a period of time, but we did evaluation on the impact of it. And we can say six to eight months after it, over 80% of people who attend will talk about the events with someone who wasn't there. 60, over, six, over two-thirds, over 66% will research something. Over 60% will do a physical activity at home. And up to 20% of people will look into a new type of formal education. And that's for the daytime program and the evening program. So ultimately, when we look at this, we can see it as a vehicle for people to empower themselves to be more curious, but also just an entertaining, fun, like you said, weekend that they enjoy. So, Vince, I noticed that there's pre-registration for some of the events. Mm. Um, how has that gone this year? And um, from a geographic perspective, are you seeing global registrations? So, ultimately... Um, we, we like reg people to register pre-events. We've always done that here for our physical events. We wanted to do that again for our digital events to help people, uh, remind people ultimately when the event is coming on and when they can attend it and things like that. And some of our events and our workshops might be limited space, even if it's a virtual event, it could be limited space. We want people, so we want to ensure that it's catered for the correct amount of people. We've been delighted so far with the response, to be honest. Like, again, we were, it's unknown. Like, this is experimental. Like, we live in an uncertain world, and definitely for us, it was putting a new hat on, like, almost like broadcast television or whatever new type of digital approach. So it's an unknown experience for us. But what, what we've seen so far is the audience has responded in the same way they would normally. Um, we're, we're similar type of numbers, which is amazing. They're building up nicely. We're getting people from around Ireland. We're getting a, a bit of interest internationally as well, and we have two particular events this year that is an international slant or to them. Besides the fact that some speakers are internationally, we're hosting a watch party with the Bay Area International Children's Film Festival based in San Francisco, so that it'll be cartoons in the morning for people in California. It'll be in the evening, short, short films, short animated films in the evening for people in Ireland. And Jim Capobianco, uh, who runs that festival, will be hosting a session with uh, a few directors and filmmakers of animated short films so families can, can see the short films and then chat to the animators after and the directors of it. So that's really cool. So that's an international type programming. Also, we're working with our Canadian friends, Catherine LaRose, who's doing uh, an event for professionals on Sunday called Future Oceans. They run a project in Canada um, more or less around future oceans and fashion and sustainable fashion and eco-fashion. So they had a fashion competition where they challenged fashion designers to take plastic that was thrown into the oceans and to make new types of fashion designs out of them and they put on a runway fashion show with the Ocean Legacy Foundation I think it was Victoria International Harbour and that was hugely successful, we know Catherine really well and so we asked her to host uh, a discussion, a panel discussion with these artists and designers and, and the models as well um, to talk about how it affected their careers and practice and arts and how all these artists and designers can influence Huge challenges like ensuring that, the, that our oceans are protected into the future and, and raise awareness around how plastics can be affecting our oceans and, and, and the life and the biospheres in our oceans. That was a hugely um, cool project for us. In some sense, it's a Canadian project. It's a chance for us to host that Canadian project and all the speakers and the, and the person hosting Catherine will be based in Canada. 
we'll be giving them the platform to speak about it. So we're hopeful that will reach out to Canadian audiences as well as audiences around the world. Uh, so, Vince, on a housekeeping level, uh, where mm. can people find you? And uh, the dates we're looking at, July 16, July 19. That's it, exactly. So, all, yeah, all the festival um, events will be taking place July 16th to July 19th. You can find out all the details of all the events on our festival webpage. That's festivalofcuriosity.ie. And once you go on there, you can sign up for any individual event that you're looking for. And you're on Twitter and Facebook also. Of course, yeah. Just look up Festival Curiosity on Facebook and Twitter and you'll find us on Instagram as well. Too. And Instagram as well. <laughs> Vince McCarthy, it's been a pleasure chatting with you and thanks a million. And I know um, I've been participating to some degree on some of the Festival of Curiosity with some of my grandchildren and I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time and hopefully you enjoy it and hopefully everyone in Canada, people have an opportunity in Canada to take part. We'd love to hear feedback for a first time trying it. We're curious. So thank you so much.